this is the Get Fit Babe podcast, a space for women to come connect, get inspired, and find guidance to get fit in all facets of life, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. I just want to help you guys start living the Get Fit Babe lifestyle with a fire in your soul. I'm Cody Talley, founder of Get Fit Babe. I'm a fitness coach, holistic health freak, real estate professional, and social media marketer who is right there with you trying to figure out how to live the most abundant, free-spirited lifestyle possible. And I've met some pretty cool people along the way that I cannot wait to introduce you to. From life coaches, fitness competitors, acupuncturists, chiropractors, the list goes on. I have the most inspiring minds lined up to speak their truth. Let's do this. Welcome to the first Q&A podcast. Honestly, had nothing planned for this week's podcast, and I'm like, let's just ask the people. So your questions, the top four questions that came in last night, I'm going to answer for you guys. And at the end, I'm going to answer questions about the Get Fit Babe fitness plan that is launching next month. So make sure to stay to the end. But I have picked out the top questions that I get or have gotten over the last six months. And a lot of them have to do with changes in life breakups, moving, how do you meet new people, stuff like that. So let's just dive right into it. What do you do when you're lonely? Now, there are many things that I do when I'm lonely. Oftentimes, I will sit in it and I'll think about why I am feeling the way that I'm feeling. A lot of my responses to your guys' questions that you find like when I'm talking back and forth on voice memo or messaging in DMs, I'll ask like, well, why are you feeling that way? Well, have you reflected on why you have anxiety? Have you sat down and figured out the source of it? I'm very intuitive in myself. Like I know when I feel off or misaligned or conflicted about something, I always sit with my planner or I sit deep in thought and I ask myself, well, where's the source of this? Why am I feeling lonely right now? What do I feel like is missing in my life that's causing me to feel lonely? And as a single woman who's in her mid-20s, like, yes, I oftentimes do feel lonely in my one-bedroom apartment. I do have my dogs, which is something that I do when I'm lonely. I cuddle my dogs or I take my dogs on a walk and I just get out of the house. But oftentimes, as a woman, like, you do crave having a relationship. You crave somebody to be cooking dinner with or, you know, to go to the movies with or just to, like, lie around and watch TV with at the end of the day. And a lot of us are feeling lonely because of our lack of something and realizing that and reflecting on that is really, really crucial. So when I am feeling lonely or that I'm missing a relationship or craving having somebody in my presence, I always sit down and I'll journal that out and journal what I feel like I'm missing. But then at the same time, I journal out why I'm grateful for this time and space that I have now of singleness. I can dance around my apartment like a weirdo. I can you know, do whatever I want. I have the freedom. I have the independence. And I really love that phase that I'm in. And so if I was in a relationship, there are things that I wouldn't 
have right now that I actually truly enjoy having. And so when I'm feeling lonely, I reflect back on those things. I write down what I would be wanting in a relationship. My dream person, I put that onto the universe, you know, the qualities, the values, who this person is, what they're like, um, how they make me feel. And I, I write all of those things down, not as really a checklist, but just as something to look forward to and to realize that I am waiting for that person. I do know that that person exists and is out there and we are kind of in this phase where we're prepping ourselves. We are enjoying this time of singleness because this is the phase that we need. But when I do get lonely, I have to remind myself that I'm being prepared and it's okay to feel lonely, but it almost makes me excited in anticipation of that person. So when I'm in a state of loneliness, I always remind myself of why I'm in this certain phase and that I am still being prepared and he's still being prepared. And as I work through it, like I get excited for those times when I am going to have a significant other in my life to spend those times with. I'm not going to be lonely like I'm lonely now. And so I almost just appreciate the phase that I'm in because I know that it's bringing me through and to the phase that I want to be in. It's bringing me to that relationship that I crave and do want. And the thing is, when we do get to those points, we are going to appreciate them that much more. We're going to enjoy them that much more because we went through a phase of wanting that and we know what it's like to not have it. So We're going to appreciate that so much more, but do know that when you are in a relationship, when you do find your significant other, I've heard this from several moms, um, married for a few years with kids, and they say, like, I almost sometimes miss being single, miss living by myself. I wish I had a weekend just to myself. So do enjoy this phase of being single without kids, doing your own thing, being independent. Realize why you're feeling lonely and that it's normal to feel lonely. Journal through how you're feeling and then journal through what your ideal relationship would be like, what your ideal man would be like, and allow yourself to sit in that excitement and anticipation of your future. So specific things that I do when I'm feeling lonely, and this is going to sound so weird, but after my relationship ended last year, he actually got me an Alexa for Christmas and it changed the game when it came to getting over my relationship because I can tell her to play a certain song, like literally on repeat. Um, I can set her for morning and evening routines so I can say a certain word and she'll give me a positive affirmation. So I set up my Alexa, she's going to hear me if I say it too loudly, I set her up to have routines, to have positive affirmations, um, to, I mean, it sounds kind of weird, but to talk to me when I'm feeling lonely. So there's that. And then there's my dogs. They forced me to get out of the house. Um, I'll cuddle them when I'm feeling lonely. I'll take them on a walk. I'll listen to podcasts while I'm taking them on a walk, just getting myself up and out and moving around when I'm feeling lonely. And then there's those self-cares. Like I was feeling a little bit lonely today actually. And I turned on 
Avril Lavigne throwbacks. I was cooking dinner. I was texting my girlfriends. I was prepping some work for the week and the loneliness went away because I started making myself busy. I started anticipating the week and listening to good music and just doing my thing and realizing like, wow, I can do this. I am single. I am independent. And, you know, my world right now is temporary and I'm enjoying it while it's lasting. And that kind of translates into the next question I often get asked is, how did you get through your breakup? And there are several things that I did, but I think that in some, because I have talked about this a lot, and there's another podcast on the breakup if you want to check that out. But my biggest tip would be to lean in to the feelings, lean in to what's happening instead of just submitting. A lot of us sort of submit, we give up, we let the feelings take over us with the anxiety and the hurt and the pain take over us. And those are the people that take five months, six months, years to get over a relationship because they just submit and they feel self-pity and rejection for a long period of time. Trust me, I felt those things. I felt the rejection. I felt the self-pity. I felt worthless. I had so much anxiety and pain, but my that phase lasted about three weeks. And it's because I leaned in to those feelings instead of submitting to the feelings. I allowed myself to lay in bed all day. I allowed myself to cry when I wanted to cry, but I also did the work to get through it. I read the books. I listened to the podcast. I had the daily affirmations. I knew that I did not want to feel this way. I remember talking to my mom on the phone. I was like, mom, I just don't want to feel anxious anymore. I want this to go away. I don't want to just like burst into tears in public or like feel anxious 24-7. And it lasted about three weeks because I was so motivated to not feel like shit anymore. And sometimes that's what you need is to lean into the feelings, to be motivated by the feelings, to actually work through them, to journal out what you're feeling, why you're feeling that way. And really it was journaling, reading, podcasts, forcing myself to leave the house. And luckily I have dogs. So we went on so many walks and then my girlfriends, you kind of feel crazy repeating the same thing and having them talk through everything that you're thinking in your head. But I am so lucky to have such amazing women in my life and even talked through it with my dad several times that they would literally just sit there and they would listen to my crazy and they would listen to me tell the story over and over and over. And that's what I needed. And I, I felt crazy and I knew it was crazy to tell the story and look at it from different perspectives, but it's exactly what I needed. And I gave myself grace through that process. Cause I'm like, even if I check his Instagram 150 times a day, I know that's crazy, but this is what I need right now in order to get through it. And I gave myself three weeks and then it was like transformative. I was over it after that. And that's because I lean into the feelings. I feel them. I feel them with all my heart, all my soul. I feel it, but I work through it at the same time. And I realize. I'm more motivated to not feel like this anymore than to submit and allow those feelings to last 
five months, six months, a year. So if you're going through heartbreak, if you're going through pain, realize it's going to last as long as you want it to last. It's going to last a long time if you allow it to. Time does not heal wounds. I get so on fire and lit up when someone says that because I I'll battle you. (laughs) I will tell you, time will not heal all wounds because if you spend six months submitting and not working through your feelings and not trying to grow from what happened and see things from a different perspective, then you're not going to overcome it. Time does not heal wounds. What you do with your time heals wounds. I hate when they say, oh, you know, it takes about half the amount of time for the relationship to overcome it or twice. I don't know even exactly what it is. They say like twice the years of the relationship to overcome it. It's like, no, that's literally, that's so dumb. It's what you do with your time that will help you overcome situations, pain, relationships, heartbreak, etc. So I bounced back really freaking quick. Like my last relationship, three weeks, I was over it, done, moving forward, snapped out of it. And that's because every, I read like a book a day to help me get through that relationship. Okay. So moving forward, if you want to know more about breakups, check out the podcast from last month called The Breakup. Okay, and this next one is one of my favorite questions that I get because I have gone to experience so much change in my life and I don't ever want you guys to think that the changes I'm making are ever easy, but what happens when I'm forced to make a change, whether it is moving to a new state, getting a new job, having to randomly move into this next level apartment that I'm in. Although those things are often unexpected and they're not ideal and they're hard to get through, I always get through them knowing that I'm leveling up, knowing that this uncomfortable change that's happening, this change that I might actually really be afraid of facing is something that's going to move me forward in life and raise my standards and help me reach that new level, that new confidence, that just right outside your comfort zone where you are on the verge of so much growth. So how do I have the courage to make changes? I have the vision for my future and I know that what I want to accomplish, the dreams that I have, the goals that I have set, they're not going to come true. They're not going to just randomly work out if I don't have the courage to make changes, if I don't have the courage to accept opportunities that come my way, but even more, if I don't have the courage to go out and seek opportunities to make the big move, to make the big career change, I have that courage because my plans are way bigger than me. My plans, my vision for my future, huge. And I would not be able to accomplish anything along the way if I didn't constantly put myself outside my comfort zone and constantly level up. I am the type of person that I don't do well with being stagnant. I don't do well with routine at all. It's really, really hard for me to keep even a morning and an evening routine. I like things to be flowing and sort of changing and different each day. And so for instance, when I had the job at the bakery at Magnolia Silos, 
one of my managers explained my life. I always felt so guilty for not being able to hold a job for more than like six months to a year. And she was like, Cody is the type of person that when she masters something, she needs something more. She needs to be moved up to supervisor or manager or something, or she gets bored and we're going to lose her. And I'm like, yes, I, once I get something and master it. I can't do the same thing every day. I cannot do it. I get bored. And so the jobs that I've had have lasted six months to a year. And so that's where I have chosen the lifestyle that I live now because it has to be different each day. I have to be able to just plan out my days, have it be on my timeline, my schedule, and just kind of blow with the wind a little bit, if you will. But that's why I have the courage to make so many changes, to constantly be leveling up because I do have a vision. I do have goals for my future. But with that, the foundation of all of it is that I know who holds tomorrow. I know that God's got me. If I fail, if I have the courage to go and do something and that opportunity completely fails, my perspective is that Everything happens for a reason, and if I am failing at something, if something were to just not work out the way that I thought it was going to, I know that it served me for a reason. I know that there was a lesson in it, and with every failure, it has moved me forward in other areas of my life. So have the courage to go out, make the change, move to a new city if you want to, try out that dance class you're afraid to try out. And if you suck at dancing or if that new city just doesn't work out, realize that it is moving you to where you're meant to be. For example, after graduation at the University of Idaho, I lived in Idaho for five years with a break, a year's break, and I met one of my past relationships while we were both going to school. And he moved to Texas after he graduated. I finished up my last year at the University of Idaho, and then I moved to Texas to live with him. And we had only known each other for about eight months to a year. And I was moving halfway across the states to live with this guy. And I'm sure my parents were just throwing a fit, but they're so supportive. They're like, all right, we'll let her figure it out on her own. So I packed my Honda Drew Zoe in the car and drove down to Texas, lived there for about two years, year and a half, two years. And that relationship ended up failing. And I was at a point where I could either look at the situation as, wow, I failed. I moved from Idaho to Texas. I'm far away from all of my family. I went to live with this guy that I, you know, was with for three years that I thought I was going to marry and the whole thing failed. I'm such a failure. How am I going to look moving back to Washington, moving back in with my parents? Like I, I felt those things. I'm like, I can either choose to sit in this mindset or I can think, wow, what would I have done after graduation? Like I, would I have moved back in with my parents? Being in this relationship and being brought to Texas happened for a reason because I went through one of the best internships at the public health district of Waco. I was able to experience and meet new people and see what life would be like there. And I learned and I grew 
so much. And had I not moved to Texas, I wouldn't be in Florida. I literally pulled up my phone and looked at my maps and I was like, okay, where to next? My mom was begging me to come home, but I'm like, I really don't think that I want to go back to 60 degree rainy weather. I want to go to the beach. And so my timeline of like where I've gone and what's happened in my life and how I am here in Tampa, Florida, in this gorgeous apartment with two beautiful dogs and the best circle of friends I've ever had. It's because I had the courage to move to Texas. And it's because I made the decision that when Texas didn't work out, when that relationship didn't work out, I didn't look at it as a failure. I looked at it as serving me and my future and moving me forward. So that's how I have the courage is I have faith that every situation, no matter if it thrives or if it fails, for lack of a better word, it is serving me and my purpose and it is moving me forward on the path that I meant to go down. And with that, how do you meet new people? So I moved to St. Pete not knowing anybody you as anybody. And I depended on apps. So everybody that I know in my life right now, I have met through Instagram. How freaking cool is that? I had the courage to reach out to people on Instagram and say, hey, you know, I see that you're in Tampa. I see that you just moved here too. Let's grab dinner. That's how I'm really good friends with Vanessa, who is also now my chiropractor. Every person in my life, I have met through Instagram. Uh, I reached out to a friend who does a mastermind group. Hey, I see you're in real estate and a life coach. We should meet up and mastermind. I'd love to pick your brain. And he's like, wow, I, I just started a mastermind group. Come join us. And now that I'm in this mastermind group, it's like my soul family. So those simple messages, you guys, it's not weird, especially in our day and age. That is how I have met everybody. So Get outside your comfort zone a little bit. Start saying yes to opportunities, having the courage to reach out to people and get to know more people who are on your level, who are in the same career field or have the same dreams and vision as you do. I cannot even explain the snowball effect of messaging one person. There's this guy that lives in my building who... I met through my neighbor. She's like, hey, check this guy out on Instagram. He's a life coach. I ended up messaging him saying, hey, we should get coffee, meet up, talk about your life coaching business, and just sort of mastermind. And meeting this man, he is now one of my clients. I help him with his Instagram. And we went to one of his events. And from that event, I met a ton of people in his circle who are entrepreneurs and speakers and influencers and life coaches. And from that, literally less than a week later, we're all at this barbecue and one of the other entrepreneurs there is pitching this idea of having this men and women's retreat where they have speakers and influencers. And all of a sudden, because I messaged one person on Instagram, I'm connected with all of these business and life coaches in my real life. And so I'm telling you the circle of friends that has expanded from one Instagram message to 60 people in my real life that I have different connections with has been insane. So 
realize that connecting with people, messaging them, letting them know that you're interested in their life and you want to get to know them, it's not weird at all, especially if you go into it with good intentions. So that's how I meet new people through Instagram, through connecting with people in person, expanding my network through one individual person. Um, there's also things like Bumble BFF. I've never used it. I had it downloaded at one point, but I've heard great things about it. There's the meetup app where you can put in things that you're interested in. And there's groups of people that meet up in your city and do fun things. And then I'm in conversation with people in public. So if I'm at a coffee shop or at the grocery store, I have reached a point where I've built my confidence up to be able to say something to someone. If they're wearing something that I love, I tell them, you know, that's a really great outfit. Where'd you get it? Where do you go shopping? Or if they're wearing a brand, I ask them what their connection to that brand is. So you just can't be afraid of being a human being, right? Reach out to people, connect to people, start conversations with people. Okay, and then this is really exciting. For the last five minutes, I'm just going to briefly answer questions about the Get Fit Babe program that is launching June 16th. This program is something that you'll be able to do at home or at the gym. It's a structured plan. So a lot of you guys were saying that you're not getting results, you're eating healthy and you're exercising, but you don't get the results you want. And then the same people were saying, well, I also don't have a systematic routine. I kind of go into the gym or go into my workouts doing random stuff. So it made me realize that we need to have more structure to our workouts. When I was in college, I would literally go to the gym and just like do whatever I felt like that day or use the machines that nobody else was using and just be like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing legs today. But that's not how you get results. You get results with a systematic program with something that's going to help you with fat burning, help you with toning, muscle building. You need to have a program that has upper body, lower body, hit, endurance, rest days, and have it structured in a way that's actually going to get you results. So that is what I've put together for you. It's for beginners, intermediate, and it can be for advanced people because this is exactly what I use in my routine. So it's for women that might like the gym. Like I love going to the gym, but I don't always love using all of that heavy equipment. It's a dumbbell based workout program that you can do at the gym, at home, or if you have an apartment gym that's like equipped with dumbbells, it'd be perfect for that. That's where I do all of my workouts. Now, where are these workouts from? Where are these moves from? These are literally ones that I do myself. So I was having such resistance and limiting beliefs around launching this program because I'm like, well, everybody has a program. Well, everybody has a fitness thing. There are people with apps and, you know, like how are my moves and my programs and workouts and all that going to be any different than what other people are already doing. And one of my really great friends responded this is what you're actually using to get fit and healthy and your followers, people who want the results that you're getting, they want your exercise, they want your routine. And so what I've done is I literally put in the moves that I've been doing myself in this structured plan with my Monday through Sunday fitness 
routine. So I'm really excited for it to launch June 16th. It's going to be launched for you guys. And if you have any other questions regarding it, feel free, drop them in my inbox. I'm going to be going live every Wednesday with a little Q&A sesh to let you know all of the details. It's going to be in PDF and video form for you. So pretty excited, pretty nervous, all of the things, but it's going to be great.